everybody welcome to talk it out podcast this is your girl gabby and kt and joy is not with us today i know it's so sad she had a streak going on and she really wanted to be here for this episode because she had a lot to say about um the last episode that has everybody up in arms entitled uh feminism part five rape culture Ooh, a lot of people were mad and disappointed by her comments and that. So if you haven't checked that out, listen to it and, and tell us what you think about it. But um, we'll discuss it when she's back on the show because, you know, we want to be fair to our girl, Joy. But remember, if you want to hit us up on social media, you can uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash talkitoutpodcast, instagram.com slash talkitoutpodcast, and our Twitter at talkitout underscore pod. And visit our website, tiopodcast.com, where you can read blog posts, listen to episodes, all that good stuff, and merch coming very soon. And uh, you can listen to Talk It Out Podcast on SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you could possibly find a podcast, we are there. So, um, today's topic, so we're going to talk a little bit more about rape culture. Pretty much, we're gonna ask each other how we how would we react if somebody we knew and loved was accused of sexual assault or rape, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about this nature boy guy who has this cult, um, which is very interesting, and we're, and, and get into a conversation about polygamy and if we think it's right or and fair and feminist and uh, just a lot of good stuff. So uh, y'all stay tuned. Yeah. So yeah. before we get started, uh, last week we were talking about. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, right? And uh, we were basically saying how trash he was, uh, but also that uh, we were surprised that he was getting help and it basically admitted to the fact that he has some issues, right? Mm -hmm. Well, um, something just came out on TMZ uh, two days ago and it said Harvey Weinstein completes one week outpatient program, one week outpatient program. Psychologists say, quote unquote, he took it seriously. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> he did it for a whole week. A whole <laughs> week. And he was... Uh, like, all I can think is... And, and someone actually posted this, because it's true. Someone said, I've had longer periods than this. Like, right. seriously. Like, honestly. So just just so you, all, you guys are aware, that's your little update. Uh, Harvey is still trash. And um, men are still trash, so... Wait, did you hear the thing about uh, Lupita? <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o, she came out and said that uh, he tried to make sexual advances at her. Yeah, and then he, like, denied it and all this other stuff. Like, of course, he, he is obviously, obviously, if it's a black woman, woman then he's going to deny that. So, that's fine. Like, I mean, it's just... Ugh. He's like, well, you know, all those other little things. You know, I didn't know about those. But I definitely didn't do it with that black gal over there. Right. That I am offended by. Like, dude, it's not like we're trying to, we want you to be uh, unprejudiced when it comes to your sexual assault. But don't try to come out and say that because you now you feel like shame for doing it. You did it. Right. Get on with your ugly self. There's also one little quick thing else I want to talk about because you know the the Me Too campaign was going on um, last week and we recorded the episode right before it really kicked off. But something that was interesting in a conversation that I I or a a frame point I really wasn't thinking of is saying like how the Me Too campaign is pretty much putting all the pressure of 
the victims to um, tell their story and be the ones to, to shift the narrative of sexual assault. But nobody is none of these men or, who, or these abusers are coming out and say, I have. I have been an what? abuser. I have been uh, I have sexually harassed a woman and I have changed is all about the woman. And, and think about like a lot of people. For a lot of people, them telling their story is like triggering, literally triggering. Right. And and they have to go out and, and get into this frame point where they're going back to this trauma and telling it all just for the hopes that people can come come around. And it's like, why is all the pressure on them, the survivors, the victims? Why can't these men come out and say, I have done this and you don't need to do what I did? Like, I, and I thought that was interesting. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting perspective that I definitely was not thinking of uh, when I seen it. Obviously, on the on the forefront, it's like, oh, okay, like I actually see this. But yeah, that's absolutely correct as well to say that why are women the one or not women, but why are survivors and victims the ones that are are basically having to come out and say, hey, something bad has happened to me and I survived it, so. Uh, you can push forward through it too. Why are we still not teaching men right. or why are we still not teaching rapers not to rape? And, and why are we teaching that it's still, I, I still feel like that me too is it's relying back on the victim to, to, to tell their story. And you're correct. It is, it's completely, it is completely triggering, especially like I remember when I first seen it on, on Facebook, actually the me too com- campaign. And I was like, Hmm, like I'm not gonna put post that, but mm. like at the same time, like I feel kind of like mm, about seeing it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it's kind of triggering, and it makes you think back, like what's going on with these people that they are saying me to as well. I don't know. Yeah, it, it and it was just really sad. I mean, it was. I guess it's like one of those things where if it was like a wom- a woman's space, like a women only space, it would be like. It was still empowering and great to see, but I think it would have been more safe because I feel like with the Me Too thing now, like everything on social media, it becomes commercialized and, and you get people, uh, men sharing it and liking it, even though them themselves right. are sexual harassers and sexual abusers just for the sake of, you know, sh- saving face or whatever and, and to act like they're in solidarity. So it's it's just sad. But but I like I said in the last episode, I'm not downing anybody that... um participated in that and i'm glad that women are finally um getting the courage and and feeling free enough to speak up about this stuff so we'll never down that but you know it's it's always great to to look on the other side because there's always there's levels to everything there's literally levels to everything so you know i just thought that was interesting definitely agree this article that i found um was pretty much talking about you know women that um have sons that are have been accused of sexual harassment and sexual abuse and it kind of goes into the justifications that women use like back in my day that wasn't called rape that was called being stupid and not being at the right oh place at the right time so it was just a lot of bull crap like that this made me uh come up with this um question because i thought about it like doing all this stuff i was like what if somebody i knew and loved was accused of sexual harassment, sexual abuse, or rape. Mm-hmm. How would I react? And I had to go back and think about it. And 
you know, it's it's kind of a hard thing to do because, yeah. So I'm going to ask you first. You don't have any brothers or anything, but you have a father. And women can be sexual abusers as well. So, like, let's say, like, any of your sisters or your dad or somebody was accused by someone of being uh, a rapist or a sexual abuser or something like that. How would, we, how would you react? Would you defend them? Would you try to get both sides? Would you not take any sides? Like, what would you do? Um, okay, so even though I don't ha- have any real life brothers, I do have uh, a male cousin who actually sexually assaulted his younger sister. Mm. Yeah, so um, how did I feel about that? At the time it happened, I really wasn't like, I was like 17. Um, but at the same time, I, I feel I vaguely remember how I reacted and mostly it was like wow that's disgusting uh he deserves to be in jail uh basically I didn't support him I didn't support what he was doing Mm -hmm. so uh, I was completely against that um as far as what what was the last end of your question there I'm sorry like how would you how would you react would you would you help them like would you help with their court cases would you uh Try to get both sides. Would you hear the other party out? Like, what would you do? Okay, no, I didn't. I didn't go to no court cases. I didn't support him or anything like that. Like, basically, I was just like, well, that's not really my cousin anymore. And bye, goodbye. Like, I didn't support him. I didn't get the other side of the story. Uh, basically, I believed the victim from the get go. Right, but that that is like a cousin. Let's say like you're uh, a sibling, somebody really close that you really love and care about. Would you be like, would you take the sides of like a lot of the mothers do, like trying to defend them or trying to hear them out or something like that? Like, would you be as ready to believe the victim if it was somebody you knew that was being accused of the crime? That's kind of my question. So if it was my dad, mm, that's a tough one. Um, If that, if it was my dad, I would, I, I, I feel deeply that I would still believe the victim before Mm -hmm. I believe my dad. I don't think I could support that. Like if he was being accused, I, I, I'm so against not believing the victim that like, regardless of who it is or where they are, like, I'm still going to, I'm still going to, to believe the victim up front other than taking sides. And, and I feel like the whole taking sides thing, like, uh, you said at the end of your original question, um, would you just stand in the middle of it? Like, would you be on either yeah, side? Yeah, yeah. Would you not take sides? I feel like when you don't take sides, that's still you uh, siding with the oppressor. If you're not taking sides, then uh-huh. you're still siding with the oppressor, period. So, yeah, at the end of the day, even if it was my dad, even if it was someone super duper close, uh, my sister, something like that, they still would be pushed away from my life forever. Because I, I just, I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Right. And that's kind of what I was thinking when I was thinking about it, you know, just going over my life. If my, um, my dad or my brother or somebody had been accused of sexual assault, how can I say this? And like, they had, it wasn't like an, uh uncredible testimony like they had been together not like she was in san francisco and he was in memphis like it was something believable like they had been together and and stuff like that then 
you know, I tried to, I talked to my brother and asked, or my dad, whatever, and asked them what was going on. They denied it, and the woman's story is, she comes to me and she tells me what's going on, and, you know, and and I find it credible, which won't be too, won't, won't be too hard to find. I mean, if she, you know, if it makes sense, then I'm just going to have to kind of step back and say, um, I'm just going to have to step back. I don't. I don't know if I could. It's it's really hard. This it's a really hard situation, unless it was this hard. Cause even when I was thinking about it, I was like, dang. If it's something like he came and he raped me or something like that, then I obviously automatically I don't want nothing to do with nothing, um, anything. I'm not I'm not gonna be like Nicki Minaj and pay for court cases or anything like that. Um, but if it's something where it's like. I really, I honestly don't know. Then I'm just gonna have to step back and not take any sides. Just kind of, you know, until the until the uh, until the trial, and then whatever happens after that happens. And if he's right, and if he's found uh, innocent, you know, we can be back family. If he's found guilty, then I'm not gonna have. I ain't gonna have to. I'm not gonna have anything to do with you. At least we can't be as close as we were. Unless until you try until you show signs that you have changed and um stuff like that, yeah, it's so, it's huh. So I was gonna ask, how do you how do you feel about uh the mother's statement that said, and I'll read it. It says, in my generation, what these girls are going through was never considered assault. It was considered I was stupid and I got embarrassed. So how do you feel about about that? I think that's sad because, like we said back in the other episode, every single woman I know or in a majority of the women that we all know have suffered some type of sexual harassment, sexual abuse. So that tells me more than likely that woman knows somebody or her herself has suffered something like that. And she puts all the blame on herself for what happened. And she's putting that on the other women saying, don't put it on my don't put it on my son because you know men are just uh violent and 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 predatorial so if if you get caught up in that it's your fault so they're telling me that's how she feels about herself and some people that she loves so this I feel this really really sad and really toxic um obviously I don't believe that to be true cuz you know, men are rational beings. And when we say men are trash, then they come out the woodwork and say, no, we ain't trash. But somehow when it comes to stuff like this, men can't resist themselves. Uh, I don't know. It's just a hot mess. What do, what do you think about it? Ooh, well, it was a lady named Judith who said it. I think that's relevant. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think her name is relevant. Um. I think it's really interesting, um, you know, for for older generations to continue to say things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, back to, to Harvey Weinstein, and he said uh, basically that back in his day, you know, such and such, this wouldn't be considered rape or whatever. This wouldn't be considered sexual assault. Uh, and I think that like regardless if it was considered sexual assault or regardless if it was considered rape mm-hmm. or not it was still rape it was still non-consensual right, right you know what i'm saying right. so i don't i don't care what you guys did back in the in the quote unquote olden days i don't care how back in the quote unquote olden days that that you know you guys raped women or what you considered rape back then but Today, 
2017, this is still considered rape. So, like, even back then, when you guys were raping women, it was still rape then. You right. just didn't, women were not, like, openly and verbal about it due to how conditions were for women and things like that. So, I, I just think that that's an excuse for them to use and say that, you know, well, I didn't know any better that that was rape. Like, it's just an excuse. It's just bullshit. That's right. It and it's so so nasty because it's like they, they want to go back to those good old days where they, where they could touch women and say what they want about a woman and, and this, that, and the other. So it's just like you're trash. And, ooh, it's just, ooh, it just make it just shake your head because this is, this is the world that we live in. And, and the hoops that we jump through to to protect the these men, and like like I said, let me clarify if if the facts had come out, if the facts came out, and I knew for certain that my my brother or my dad, whoever, had done those crimes, there is no way in the world I would defend anything. I wouldn't say nothing about she should did this, she should did that, and and that's the problem. Like we know a lot of times. We know these people have done this stuff. We know for a fact because a lot of times they have a history of doing it. And folks will still jump through hoops to defend these people. Um, so we got to do better. Um, you got anything else you want to add to that? Okay, too. Uh, I'm seeing here. Um, there's a There's a part in this article... Uh, again, with the Judith lady, Judith, whose son was expelled, said that at first her son did not tell her about the complaint against him, thinking he could handle it alone. She found out when he was taken to the hospital suicidal. This is where it gets it makes me real mad. Mm. She said she described herself as a lifelong Democratic and feminist who went to college in the 1970s. At the height of the sexual revolution and women's liberation movement, mm -hmm. her husband and their two sons were, quote unquote, super respectful of women. She said, we don't need to teach our sons not to rape. <laughs> I think that again, I'm just going to keep saying it. That's bullshit. That is bull. That is bull. What is super respectful? What does that mean? Can you explain? Do you mean like he tells you instead of saying, hey, B, get out there and do pick up the trash. Does right. he say, hey, hon, can you please pick up the trash? Or, hey, motherfucker, can you go out there and make me a sandwich? Does he say, hey, hon, can you please fix me a sandwich? Like, what's the difference? Right. <laughs> I, don't, so, I, don't, I don't get it. So, I don't what, know. so what was the boy accused of doing? Oh, uh, here we go. Judah said her son had been expelled after having sex with a student who said she had been too intoxicated to give consent. And so she was like, we always raise them to be respectful. It, sometimes you can raise these kids a certain way and they still turn out another way. But I, I, I can't believe that. Um, and especially because she's, now she's defending it, that, that she taught the boy how to be as respectful as she thinks. No, she says that she did not have to teach oh, her Oh, she son. didn't have to. Oh, No, because her son and her husband uh, was super respectful growing up, so she didn't have to teach that to them. But the, what is what is that super respectful? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does that mean? Because what may be respectful to me may not be respectful to you. Right, 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 right. Respect is, a, is on a spectrum, you know. Describe herself as a feminist. That's the worst part. 
get out. Just because she's a woman and, and, and says women can be strong. Feminist. But that's our own fault because we label everything feminism. There's no divide. Any woman literally just coughing is, is a feminist. It's an aesthetic now is what it is. Yeah. It's a Tumblr aesthetic. Feminism an, is a Tumblr aesthetic. It's an aesthetic. It's a money-making deal. It's become commercialized. There is no yeah. clear definition of feminism anymore. And that's really what's destroying a lot of um, feminism as we know it. All right, let's uh, go to the next topic. Um, so there's a dude named Nature Boy who is apparently um, a former model, prostitute, and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Anyways, he's... That man is super duper unk. I looked at his videos and I was like the unkery, like my mind. I don't even understand. He's like, we're not real people. We're projections of the hardware and the, and the software. And, you know, we got the, the melanin and the melanin is is this. And the, the, and he actually, it was funny. He had this video with his white woman because this is what made the news. This white lady went down there with him and her family was like trying to get her back. And he was like, they were standing in the sun and she's, he said, you see, um, they teach us that, you know, the white man, the white people's the melanin deficient will get burned by the sun. But they don't teach us that that uh, black people can get burned by the sun, too, which is okay, yeah. And he was like, but you know what? You know what stops you from getting burned by the sun? Drinking a lot of water and eating a lot of nutrients and herbs. So then when you get in the sun, you're not going to get burnt. So he said, look at my melanin deficient woman right here. She will not get burnt by the sun. And the woman was over there looking. I was like, girl, stay out there five more minutes. It's going to be over with for you. Because apparently they don't, they don't believe in sunscreen. But the dude is just so unkery. And so now he has, like, all these women down there and some men, too. Uh, But, you know, it's kind of gotten exposed now. And a lot of people have left because of it's pretty much a cult. He's got all these women down there. He's trying to live a polygamous life. And, uh, you know, he's brainwashing everybody to thinking, you know, that he has all the answers and this, that, and the third. And so uh, one of the women has come clean and said, this man is just using this whole polygamy thing to get with all these women. And he doesn't, like, like back in the day, he always say Africa this, Africa that. Like, back in the day, they actually, like, had children and they helped each other raise the children. Like, we, he don't even believe in them reproducing. So they just uh, hanging out together for what? And uh, he said that he can, he said men are designed to be polygamous. Women are designed to only want one man. And so he don't let the women have no type of guy, not even guy friends at all. Yeah, he's the that. only guy friend they can have. And he just, he, he said he's physically abusive, mentally, emotionally, kind of fuck stupid, saying he only has the answer, saying the black woman is God, but then on the on the camera, but then over there cussing them and, and beating them and all types of stuff. And dude is just terrible. So uh, so I'm, I'm guessing you read the story. What did you think about the whole ordeal? I, that sounds like some, some Jamestown type stuff, but on a lower level. It was kind of freaky a little bit. It sounds uh, to me like this guy has some mental health issues mm-hmm. uh, that he has not been able to resolve since he was younger. And uh, now he's taken it into a, a divine uh, religious um, something. My God, like, I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it, 
Like, polygamy in itself. Like, I don't have a problem with that. That's cool. Like, I mean, if you're, if, if you're participating in that, that's cool. But it comes down to, like, the controlling aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And also how, like, in a lot of polygamy relationship polygamy relationships, uh, a, a lot of um, relationships like that, like, I don't even know where I'm going with this, so forget what I just said. Mm, okay. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, I understand. Like, I honestly don't think polygamy will work in in 2017 i don't think i don't think it can work at all especially like in a hit relationship like everybody's hit like that is not going to work at all polyamorous yes it happens all the time polygamy where it's one man and all the women have to carry them i can only see that happening if somebody's being brainwashed could you notice that only happens in like mormon societies it only happens in like the amish not the Amish, but people that, like, live like that, and then, like, people that are in cults. They're the only people now. And, you know, there's some tribes that still do it, but as far as, like, in the quote-unquote developed world, these are the only people that would would actually do something like that because there's no benefit to the woman. There's literally no benefit unless the man is, like, a gazillionaire and everybody's splitting the money. But most of these dudes be dusty and broke. So, like, what is the point of me getting with all these people and our whole purpose is to cater to you hand and foot and to become a quote unquote a family. This is okay. some, some patriarchal stuff. Yeah, it really it it really is. I was watching this uh, whenever I found out that we were going to do uh we were to do a podcast on this. I actually watched this documentary on YouTube. Uh this guy, he has five wives, okay? Mm-hmm. And 26 children. Oh my goodness. They live in Utah, out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. in a trailer park, okay? Ew! In a trailer park. So, again, five wives, 26 children, and here's the trailer. kicker. In a trailer park. Here's the kicker. Most of the women that he has married, one of them is an older woman. Mm-hmm. But how he got to know her is because her daughter actually married him first. <gasps> Ew. Yes. So there's a mother daughter that he's married to. And then he has uh, other women there, the other three women. And when he first married them, they were all 15 or 16. No. Yes, and uh, again, 26 children, all of these women, most of them, when he married them, they were real young. This man is 51 or 52 at the time, oh. whatever, and uh, his youngest wife is 22. So he married her when he was like 40-something. Yeah, it was. it's just like really, really, really messed up. And like, I feel like a lot of the relationships like that like, if they're religious base, like Mormon, mm-hmm. which is what they are, then, like, they shelter their children and they shelter them into these, like, little groups of people and and they make them out to be some type of, like, like, this is, uh, this is God's way. This is how God wanted it to yeah. be. 
Like, and even the, like the guy, he actually said whenever there was women, uh, the younger women, he, the, the interviewer asked him, why are you young? Uh, why are you marrying them so young? And he said, well, normally I wouldn't feel this way. Like, yeah, right. But anyway, he said, normally I wouldn't feel this way about younger women, but these younger women were brought to me by God. So God provided me the, the strength that they needed to help me along my way. And it's really patriarchal. Like you were saying, like, uh, the women do all the chores, the women do take care of all the children. And then he just does whatever he wants, basically. And, and the reason he got them young girls is because, you know, they're impressionable and he can make it seem like he's just the smartest man in the world and they're going to believe it because they don't know nothing. And, yep. and that brings me back to the, the dude, nature boy, because that's literally what he was doing. Like he wasn't getting the young girls, I don't think. But as far as mm-hmm. just the way he was using them emotionally, like he was saying, the black woman is God. The black woman is God. But the man is the one that comes up with the ideas and the one that leads and the one that creates structure. What y'all do is we give it to y'all and then y'all make it better. Yeah. So it's just yeah, you yeah. just supposed to be there to help. That's why it's just 100% rooted in patriarchy. Because the women, their only goal is to be over there. And they he, they say the black woman is God just to, to attract the women to be like, oh, yeah, queen, princess, whatever, <laughs> to attract the men. But then when you get into it, it's like, okay, you have to serve me. You have to do whatever I say. I make the rules, this, that, and the other. So, no. Now. Let me ask you this. Would you be um, for polygamy if it was switched? And the men were allowed to work. What do you mean? Uh, Like uh, the women were... A woman with multiple guys. Yeah. I still don't think I could do it. I still don't think I could do it. Not if you could do it, but if you would think... If you think that's No, that's what I'm... No, I'm, I'm, I'm still saying no. Like, I still don't feel like that that's any better... I do. Of course you do. But no, I think um I think that if if it was switched like there's a debate in my head about what? Like if it's switched then you still have that um authority figure there <laughs> that is basically being like telling whoever what to do in their lives without them actually being able to do what they need to and free will and all that. Um, and the whole idea that a woman would marry someone younger, like 15 or 16, is disgusting. Well, and that, that is not a part of it. That's not necessarily a part. I'm just talking about a woman being the head of the household and having multiple guys to take care of her. See, I think you're just thinking of it in like a kink sense. No, I'm talking about it like, because think about it. In this patriarchal world, men make more. Right. It's like getting reparations. Like you're using the men and their power to better yourself. And they can all live together and, and, and hold their matrimony just like it would be. Because here's the thing, with the, with, when it's a guy and the women, the women can't work. They just there to cater to the woman, to the man and his every need. Now, with the woman, it'd be like that, too, but it's like, it's different. I, I think it's different. <laughs> because it's, 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 it, um, it, it, it kind of turns it patriarchy. Appeasing. It uses patriarchy for the benefit of the woman. I mean, it does sound really appeasing. Like, I w- I, I'm not going to lie. I would be okay with having, like, 
multiple husbands doing whatever I need them to do whenever I need them to do it. Like, that would be cool. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, I don't feel like that would work because I'm, yeah, I don't. I don't think it would work. I don't think it would work. Okay, but I think it is, and and this is where we're gonna. And tell good luck with, huh? Good. I said good luck with getting a uh, white man to to a piece to that anyway. Um, but, but that's the thing. Like, how many? <laughs> that's actually another question because how many men would be willing to do that? Right. That just tells you that you have to hone in on people that are that are already brainwashed and that are already bought into the patriarchy. Because women, a lot of women already feel like their their whole purpose in life is to cater to a man and to get a man and love with him and care for him. How and many have men? And all that. Yeah, how many men would be willing to dedicate their whole life to taking care of their lady and loving for loving on them and take and caring for them like that? Like I think men yeah. are trained to you have a career, you you get money, and then you have a wife that'll hold you down. Women are trained, uh. You get married, you have a husband to support. It's like you're literally like a little sidekick. That's sad. But that is very true. That's depressing. I'm sad now. Well, we can change it. That's why we get y'all on here. That's why we're here. We're here to educate. We're here to take the the wool out of your eyes. But yeah, um... That dude is trash, and I hope all the all the women can get out. Um, if they really want to, I mean, if you want to stay, that's fine with you. But I think this trash, that dude is just pimping everybody out, and I don't even know how you could even get into what he's saying because a lot of what he's saying don't make no type of sense at all, pure onkery. But uh, you know what can I say? So I know a lot of you have heard about uh the the woman who lost her husband in um. Niger, he was a soldier, and um, he lost his life. And Donald Trump calling her and telling her uh, he knew what he signed up for, and all that controversy around that. But I kind of wanted to talk about now, um, because I was on Facebook and I saw the video of like somebody went live on the funeral, and I was thinking like, okay, this is interesting, but then. I kept seeing clips of them showing her walking to the casket and crying and stuff like that. And so then that brought me back to a thought or a something that I've been thinking about, about black trauma. And how mm-hmm. that is really a good, a big commodity in the media now. Like if ever there's a black woman crying or a black man in pain, they make sure to show it. And they make sure to, to show it for a long time. Like right. even for that, like what was the point? And showing that, like, I guess you want to honor the man. I don't know. I guess there's been so much talk about it that you were like, well, let's go over here for ratings. But, like, what really was the point of having the the, the camera shoved in the woman's face while she's mourning her, her husband that just died? Like, that feels really insensitive to me. But that kind of just shows you the way the media acts. And, um... Yeah. I, I, was, I just thought about that. Because, you know, you see it all the time. Like... They they love to see, you. yeah, and that's to, the whole to, point. Yeah, to to black like trauma period because that's all you see on the media is is black trauma. So like if you're if you're only watching the media, then uh, obviously like even even this is crazy to me, but I have never seen this happen before. Like with the white person, uh, Kanika Jenkins, they released her dead body photos of right. her 
in the freezer. Yep. And like, what I have never seen that being released ever with a white person, period. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow. And it, it desensitizes you to, to seeing black bird, black murders and, and black bodies and things like that. It's just, ugh. Right. Crazy. And, um, that's literally what it is. Like when, uh, what's the, the guy I forgot to do? So many of them. Uh, when the dude was running away and got shot in the back, they showed that so many times. Over uh, and over on and the over. Media, on the yeah. live TV of a man getting shot and killed cold blood. And that was, that was on repeat, 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 repeat. That it's like, it, you, you don't even think it, it's like real life. It's like a movie. And, and that yeah. really, that's, that's what's kind of hurt us with like the Black Lives Matter thing. Because they thought, well, if we show them that we're being killed in the streets, then they're going to listen to us and they're going to care about what we've got to say. Not knowing, showing them their continual loop is also a part of desensitization. The, the desensitizing like even if i go on facebook a lot of times there's so much traumatic stuff going on in the world that a lot of times you just you just end up scrolling because it's like oh or you, yep. you don't even see it because you're just used to seeing so much stuff it's just like it's not even an afterthought you might click like and, and that's over with so yep. yeah it's that's something we have to take into account black people when we're trying to tell our stories and when we're trying to i guess be heard and, and plead for sympathy for our humanity that a lot of times some of the tactics we're using are counterproductive and that kind of brings me into something else that i found out when richard spencer was over there at their college and the people were protesting him and the black man comes up to that nazi guy and hugs him and says why do you hate me like, of course, that gets shared 20 million times on social media. Faith in humanity restored. A black man goes out to somebody that hates his guts for who he just for being who he is and pleading for his sympathy and for uh, and pleading to be demanded to be seen as a human. Like that is so America is so great. And I just looked at that <laughs> with disgust because I'm like, this is literally our, our ancestors would be appalled. Would be appalled. And y'all have the nerve to say we are not our ancestors. Dude, you're, y'all ain't getting no type of sense at all. You were over here in 2016 pleading for your humanity uh, to some rednecks. Never in my life would I ever stoop down that low. I don't care. Oh, you did, I'm sorry. You reminded me of this video I seen on Facebook. Okay. So it's this white guy, right? Uh-huh. And like normally I just scroll by those real fast because normally they're just chewing dip. Like they'll have <laughs> dip in their lip and spitting it out or something. And and so, uh, but this time I stayed on the video. I don't know why. But the guy, he says he's real country and he tells you that he's from Alabama and he's real country, blah, 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 blah. And then he says... I also want to let y'all know that I'm a Democrat and I'm so liberal. Mm-hmm. But, but, you guys got to stop thinking that all of us rednecks are just racist. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to throw up, honestly, because like he he went on to the spill saying that uh, by saying that it's it's not racist, but it's discriminatory and and you're pushing uh, allies away from you and and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was just like, oh, my God, white people like <laughs> so. So ugh. I'm sorry, but <laughs> that it was just, a side piece. But 
a side <laughs> piece. But yeah, I, yep. I understand with that. Like I, I hate all them uh, little. Uh, I'm in solidarity, Facebook people. Like, dude, you trash. You just trying to get likes and views. Anyways, back to that. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I, I would never. I'd be ashamed if, if one of my family members went over there to one of them white supremacist dudes and said, "Why do you hate me? Oh my gosh, what kind of docile crap is it, dude? We don't have to." And I think that's a little problem about Black Lives Matter and what it's done is it's kind of it's kind of, um watered down the anger and the rage that a lot of people have because now the whole theme is i don't know why it's even seen as militant because the the catchphrase black lives matter or the the motto black lives matter you're not talking to black people most of the time most of the time when you're saying black lives matter you're talking to um white people in 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 uh western culture you're saying black lives matter see me as a person see me as this and that that again is begging for your humanity to be seen when a lot of times we just need to do for ourselves what we can as much as we can instead of begging and pleading for racist people to see us as people now that's some people's ministry there's a dude that dude came over went goes over there to the kkk and apparently he turns their lives around or whatever but that should not be the the, the main part of anybody's ministry because it, most of the time it's going to be counterproductive and we have to be actually doing things that's helping us instead of you know worrying about these white folks Anyways, I just I saw that and I just thought that was complete and utter trash. And it reminds me of that uh, um that little boy who went up there after the Ferguson stuff and he was saying free hugs. He had the free hug sign and then the the white police officer went to give him a hug and that boy was over there crying and I was like, There's no way this boy has black parents because no black parent would let their son go over there to that white police officer. Turns out he had some um white les parents and I was like, Well that figures. I could tell by the fedora and, and the little uh, jean jacket. <laughs> but uh yeah, we, we, oh, regardless, we gotta do that's trash. We got to do better, right? Yeah, it's trash. It's trash. We're about to say what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, what a world! What a world! What a world! But um, that's pretty much gonna be our episode. We had a quick little episode this week, but we hope you guys enjoyed, it, and we hope we could start a conversation with you guys. Also, um. If you look on Instagram, we posted something because Kilo said that we're kind of getting a little too hard on the mans. And, you know, we don't want to offend nobody. So um, let us know if we're we're too hard on the guys. A lot of people were saying no, we're not. But, you know, some people said yes. And we want to know why you think we are, you know. Apparently, Joy is the only one that cares about the men. So, um, like I said, she'll be back to defend herself next week. But actually... We have a super duper special guest next week. Oh, y'all don't want to miss it. Very good. Y'all are going to love this conversation. If you have ever grown up in the church, if you have ever been religious, if you know anybody who's grown up in the church, specifically the black church, you do not want to miss this episode with this amazing guest. You'll hear about it next week. And also, Jewel will be back next week. And we'll probably have a little time for her to address uh, some of the comments. But, um, yep, that's pretty much it. And we're going to wrap this episode up. Yeah. Remember, you can hear us up on social media. Facebook.com slash TalkItOutPodcast. Instagram.com slash TalkItOutPodcast. And Twitter at TalkItOutPodcast. Use the hashtag TalkItOutPodcast for a retweet. Go to our website, TIOPodcast.com, for blog posts and episodes. 
And, uh, you know, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash talk it out, as well as Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, and tiopodcast.com slash episodes. Thank you guys so much for the love and support. Every single week, I mean it. We love it. And uh, love you. with your help, we've been able to grow and, and try to expand our brand and, and do lots of big things that we can't wait to share with you guys. So uh, this has been your girl, Gabby. And Katie. And this has been Talk It Out. Talk It Out. Talk It Out.